Hi, Arthi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thanks so much for coming on. Do you want to introduce yourself a little bit? Um, yeah. So I'm Arthi. I'm um, I've been living in Edinburgh for the last four years. Um, I'm from India originally. I'm doing anthropology, although it took me a few degree changes to get here. Go on, same. <laughs> and I dropped out in the end. <laughs> no, honestly. Um, I am 22. And you're an exchange student from, or did you no, come as an international student? I came student? as an international student. So you so came from India. Where yeah. are you from in India? Bangalore. It's like in the south. Interesting. So what, why Edinburgh? Um, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't really, I didn't really want to go to any uni in India. Um, they either had like, I mean, the only two options for me really were like two liberal arts schools and I didn't really want to do, um, like the foundation courses. So like uh-huh. you need to kind of do everything before you choose. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't want to waste my time on science and maths anymore. Like, yeah, fair enough. I can't do that. I was terrible at yeah. that school. So you said you did a couple like course changes. What else did you try? Yeah. <laughs> so I got into uni, uh, with history and politics. So yeah that's that's interesting i know (laughs) but i went to my first politics tutorial and i ended up in tears because i was all like what is a tory it's like like they're people like getting emotional and like arguing with each other in like this class and i'm like i have no clue what's going on it's just british politics it's not even like yeah i was like what i was like i literally called my dad i was like what the fuck is a tory Fair. Yeah. So they didn't give any background to like, because there must be no other international was, students there. Yeah, like, but there was like, going on? I think for them they thought that everyone did like, like, the A levels in politics and got yeah. that. And I was like, I was like no. So I changed to English lit and history. Okay. But and I started doing well in English and I uh-huh. was enjoying it. But my grades in history were like pretty bad. Oh really? So yeah. how far did you get? So I did a pre-honours in English and history. You did so I did two year? years. Pre-honours. Oh, pre-honours. Okay. So it was like, um, so technically I've done my pre-honours in three subjects. Interesting. Yeah. Because <laughs> I did anthropology as my um, elective. Okay. And then, yeah, I was like, I love this subject. Can you talk a bit about anthropology? Yes. Oh my God. I love anthropology so much. Because I'm not going to lie, I've got no clue what that is. I feel like I'm going to say really it's just <laughs> No, 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 no. Every, everyone that I've ever told yeah. about anthropology. Okay. But soon everyone will know. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, it's the best subject in the entire world. And Edinburgh Uni, although I would never, ever recommend anyone to go there. Yeah, ever. fuck them. Yeah, fuck them. Um, the anthropology department at Edinburgh Uni is like the best and when I say the department, it's not just, like, the professors and, you know, tutors and stuff. It's, like, even, like, the people, like, working in the background, like, support officers and, you know, just, like, everyone. Mm-hmm. It's just so, so nice. Like That's good. Yeah, that's, I mean, they're the reason I'm here. Really? Yeah, I probably yeah. wouldn't have really made it. Really? Yeah. Fair um, But anthropology is basically, like, just the study of people everywhere, everything. Like, it goes, like, you can, you can do, like, anthropology in, like, a supermarket. You can do anthropology in a hospital. You can do anthropology anywhere. It's basically just, like, studying human beings and, like, how they connect to each other and, like, the social systems that they live in and 
Wow. Yeah, it's everything. That sounds fascinating. Yeah. Maybe I need to go back to uni for a third time. <laughs> that actually sounds really good. Yeah. I have no idea that that's It's amazing. Was. And it's so fun. This 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 year I'm doing a course that one of my favourite professors ever is running for the first time. I think she, she's finally gotten permission to do it. Uh-huh. And it doesn't even have a syllabus. It's called Anthropologist Read the News. And we basically, like, every week we just, like, choose a news topic to discuss. And we, like go through it um, anthropologically and yeah so for our midterm we had to write an op-ed about anything so what did you pick i wrote about women giving up uh, in politics and just generally so i wrote about like jacinda arden and not lister sorry Right, oh my god, I'm thinking, yeah, Nicholas. Can't believe you don't know the mother of our nation. <laughs> I know. Um, <laughs> and someone I wrote an essay about. Yeah, I yeah. should know that. Um, and then Serena Williams and then Marie Kondo. It was just, it, yeah, it's just so much fun. I did not realise that was that's what that was about. I actually find that so fascinating. Yeah. Wow. So, see, coming from India to Edinburgh, what was that like? So, your family's still there? Yeah. So, so my... Yeah. I have a sister, mm-hmm. and both my parents are still in Bangalore. My uh-huh. sister's in Bombay. And how come, like, but, like, why, like, because there's so many international students that come to Edinburgh. Yeah. And me and Finley were talking about this before. I'm just wondering, like, what is the appeal to Edinburgh? Because we have a lot of international students, and we're actually looking, we were trying to find, like, a stat for the amount of international students to get accepted into Edinburgh Uni. Yeah. Because I had another guest on, Martha, who is, I'm pretty sure she's half Scottish, half English, mm-hmm. she grew up in LA and she came back for um, uni in yeah. Edinburgh and she was saying that like the acceptance rate for international students is crazy, but that's because yeah. like Edinburgh's a, Edinburgh uni is like a money making machine yeah. and like the acceptance for Scottish students isn't as high, yeah. so like what is the appeal? Is it like... For me, to be honest, it was uh, compared to like the other unis in the UK that I got into, it was... I mean, I kind of liked how, compared to, like, London, it was just, like, m- a little more slow. Yeah, and London's insane. Yeah, like, it's a, it's not too small, but it's not too big either. Yeah. Um, Also, the people in Scotland are just... They're nice, aren't they? Yeah. We're, I think we're quite a friendly bunch. Yeah, London, so nice. London, wouldn't get this sort of accommodation, I don't think. Yeah, I remember. I was, like, getting on the bus, and the bus driver was calling me, like, sweetheart and love, and I was just... Like, <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Babe. Yeah, even bus drivers are so nice. Like, I've had yeah. a couple, like, I mean, obviously you get, like, nasty people everywhere, but, like, the majority of the time, like, everyone's so nice in Scotland. Exactly. They're always up for a chat. Like, yeah. they love it. And they're always, like, I think London is just a hot, like, everyone just doesn't give a shit. You know what it's I mean? Everyone, too much for me. To be honest, yeah. I would drown and already, like, my mental health bad in Edinburgh, so it would skyrocket. <laughs> Literally, same. In London, I'd be so lonely. Yeah. But, yeah, so I'm, do you like Edinburgh? I do love Edinburgh, but as an international student coming here, and I, I feel like a lot of people don't realize this, but it's really, really hard. I can, I it's, can imagine. Yeah, I mean, you think that, you know, like a lot of the time I was like, oh, I have a roof over my head. Like I'm getting this education that my parents are like working so hard for. Mm-hmm. But I was like, it's horrible here. Like you come here and like, you come in like September for the first time and you see... And, like, suddenly one month later, the sun's setting at, like, <laughs> yeah. what feels like 1 p.m. Yeah. And it's crazy for someone who lives, like, literally in the sun. Yeah. Um, To have, like, darkness. And also, like, 
just the cultural change is yeah i was gonna ask what like cultural differences do you see it's weird because it's not like what you may think because like unfortunately like we were quite i was quite westernized before i even came here so like like we wear like western clothes and we wear you know we speak a certain way Uh it's quite like influenced by the u.s and even over here um but still there are like little things that you just like don't get Mm. and i don't know a lot of a lot of international students that i like that were in my year were like fitting in and like making lots of friends but i didn't have any friends for like my first my first year i didn't have a single friend like there would days would pass and i would just not speak to anyone that must have been really 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 it was horrible and that was when i didn't even have like any mental health issues obviously that contributed yeah. to my later yeah <laughs> but i was like i was a really happy person because in india i was like an extrovert i had like i had like hundreds and hundreds of friends you uh, know like i never felt like alone alone and then i came here and i was like That's no one knows my name and whoever knows my name can't say my name so it was like it was yeah, sad it was like, sad <laughs> before i was like oh i can imagine but like no i can't imagine like I can't yeah. imagine how that must feel especially because yeah. you're so far away from home like, I know my parents like uh-huh. my parents I think if I'm like trying to be a bit optimistic about those two years mm-hmm. like I would say that one of the best things that happened was like my relationship with my parents and my sister oh. um like it was already it was already amazing but mm-hmm. I think like I really got to be friends with them uh-huh. which was <laughs> that's really really, really nice, nice. Yeah. Um, that but that must have been so isolating. But also, like, yeah, it is a huge thing to do to move to another country. Like, yeah. already, like, moving like for somewhere in Europe from the UK, but moving from India to the UK by yourself. How old were you? Like eighteen. Yeah. At that young age where you didn't know anyone is yeah like good on you like that. Yeah, is I know. I feel massive. like partly I could have definitely made more of an effort to like you know mix with people and stuff like that but what? i was where also in stay? like bray house which is like i was gonna ask like yeah where was your shit to where's bray house near leith and like abbey hill oh yeah yeah that's so it's not like the pollock hall sort no, of no 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 not at all because that like would have probably found it better to mix yeah there, i feel like I, mean? I feel like maybe, maybe yeah like i also think like student accommodation could like make or break you, do you know what i mean yeah. i was stuck in the shittest student accommodation <laughs> yeah yeah and i find that really hard i know and everyone's just like best friends with their flatmates and i'm just like how were your flat they were horrible oh really? they were horrible like, you really didn't hold they were all <laughs> no they were all like like i had four chinese students with me but they wouldn't they knew english but they wouldn't speak to me in english and they would just speak like to each other that's horrible there's I no know. need to leave people out like that that's i know nasty. and then and then like the person opposite our flat uh-huh. was like this is actually such a scary story but he took something like i i don't even think it was like it was something like hard and he had like a psychotic break and he was like screaming i was in my room and i was like literally like in a corner crying because i was like what is happening like is he in my flat and he was like basically breaking everything and like shouting like aggressively and i thought i heard a woman scream and i was like shit he's coming for me next and but then i was like okay if i run down right now and i like go to reception i can call the cops so i ran down i like whizzed past his flat and 
I don't, first of all, I realized she wasn't my flower, which was like a relief. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm safe. I went down. And then they called the police and everything. And then they came. And that itself, that was like in my first month. And I was like, I can't live here anymore. This is insane. Oh my God. I was like, I know people like, I know like what the drug scene is over here, but I didn't yeah. know like people are violent. And um, so I got my flat moved. Mm-hmm. And then I was with all the RAs. Oh no! <laughs> I know that's rubbish. They were lovely, but oh, okay. but it was like I was like fucking hell. Like you're not gonna mingle with them. Are you? I know, and yeah. I'm also like gonna look like a teacher's pet. Yeah, you are. You know, yeah. I wanna be cool. <laughs> <laughs> so that first year must have just been it was horrible. awful. Yeah, I was. I never add... once saw the meadows in my first year. Really? Yeah. Stop. I know. That makes me really sad. Because I was like, I can't go there alone. Yeah, of course. Oh my God, stop. Anyone and now I'm just sat there like... Anyone listening, oh, you can go to the meadows alone. You okay? can go to the meadows go alone. take a book, yeah. bring your AirPods, your headphones, whatever. You can yeah. sit in the meadows alone. Yeah. But that is daunting at such a young age. Yeah. And you're still, I think, when you go into first year, you're still in kind of like that high school phase where you're like, oh my God, I care yeah. about what everyone thinks about me. But then, like, you realise that actually no one could give a fuck. Do yeah. you know what I mean? And my parents, they also, like, after my first year, they were like, okay, like, you're not going through that again. Because they were the ones, obviously, also, like, experiencing the stress of it. Because, yeah. like, their they little... Must, like, I know. Their daughter is exactly. in another country. And they're like, why do you want... Uh, like, obviously, like, they're paying my fees still. But they were like, why are we paying so much for you to just, like, be miserable? Yeah and covid happened and everything and the strikes were going on my parents were like so confused they were like why are people striking like <laughs> with this kind of thing like what is this country <laughs> i was so confused as well like i didn't even i was like what is what is wrong with everyone over here um now i'm very much for the strikes so <laughs> yes. no one should ever cross the picket line <laughs> yeah but, um yeah it was like weird so my parents made me apply to unis in india to, okay. like start again or like you know transfer and I was like, if I don't come back here and like finish this, like I will never be able to, I will never be able to leave India again. Cause uh-huh. I'm like, this place is like, the first year was so traumatizing mm-hmm. that if I left, I, when I wanted to like work or something, I'd be, I'd still be scared to come here or like yeah. go to the US or like anyone. Of course. So I was like, I gotta come back. Good for, like honestly, good on you. Like that yeah. takes a lot to be able to come back and be like, no, I'm just going to power through yeah, I don't know. It, at the time, like, wow, it was like 50-50. So you went back to India for COVID? Yeah. And then you came back afterwards? Yeah, but then I kept going back and forth. Fair enough. Know? Like, it was... Like, when it got bad over here, I went back home. I was going to ask, actually. Um, in your experience, have you experienced any racism at Edinburgh Uni? Obviously, it's quite a personal question, but if you're okay with talking yeah, about it, can no. you talk about your experience? Yeah, of course. I mean, I think in Edinburgh general it hasn't been it hasn't been as like smooth sailing as I thought it would be like Mm. in London like me and my family when we've been in London like we've experienced like you know like microaggressions Mm. um I remember my mum like told me before I came to the UK that like she um when she came to London and my mum's like fair like she can pass as well honestly um and she came here and like she was just sat on a bus and like she sat next to someone and they just got up and they stood for the rest of the trip or they went and sat somewhere else and I was like okay like that's the feel I got in London but then when I came to Edinburgh everyone was really really nice uh-huh. um but in the first like when we came to see the uni 
Um, because I came the summer before to pick my uni. So I just came and I saw all the unis and I, like, even my parents kind of wanted to see, you know, what would be, like, the best fit for me. And, um, we went for lunch somewhere on Princess Street, like, in the inside roads. And there was an empty restaurant and, like, it wasn't booked at anything. And this, um... And they didn't let us in. Seriously? Yeah. They didn't let us in. And my dad... And my dad... He, and I was like, why? Like, I couldn't understand it almost. Like, yeah. I was I was almost, like, naive. And I was uh. like... I couldn't understand it. Because I was like, why would he say no? And I was, like, trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. And yeah. saying, like... Oh, maybe he's, like, booked up for a party. I wasn't. And That's was, shocking. Yeah. I'm really sorry. And it's, like, small that. things, you know? Yeah, like, but, like, even the, that. Like, yeah. come on. The other day, I was at, um, I was like on a night out with my friends, and we were sat outside, um, this really really shady bar, um, and we were just sat there, and this like really drunk. It was the night of the rugby, some oh. rugby, I don't know. Don't even get me started on rugby boys. Sorry, Finley. Finley's a rugby boy, <laughs> but I literally hate them. They, oh, I don't get I it. Don't, not all of them, obviously, but like I love, I love the. Um, I love the rugby boys, like, to watch a pet. <laughs> I thought you were like, I love rugby men. <laughs> I don't no, get it, They're some of though. the worst men of all time. Sorry, oh. like, again. <laughs> but, yeah, I just, I've had such yeah. bad experiences with them. When, so, honestly, see, whenever the rugby's on, I would just walk out. Yeah. I did not want to cross them. Yeah, it's not nice outside either. No, like, I, it's the way like... they behave. I'm like, what are you? I like, am terrified of drunk men. Like, oh, who's not? <laughs> Terrif- they're terrified. Yeah. You have no idea what they're going to do. Like, like, my whole body just tightens. Yeah, it's horrible. I, like, freeze up. I'm, like, waiting for them to do something. I'm, like, the fight or flight kicks yeah. in. Like, and it will just even be, like, me walking down the street and, like, I can hear them behind me or I see them in front of me. I'm, like, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? What's going to happen? Yeah, it's crazy because also, like, the amount of, like, crime and, like, all kinds of stuff that happens, like, during, like, a match night is just it's so... Insane. Yeah. Ra- like, racism, like, the domestic violence, yeah. like just of everything is an absolute nightmare and you know scotland edinburgh is one of the safest cities in europe so it's like one of the lowest crime rates and i'm like and some of the stuff i see in the shit i'm like like it's all just well hidden i think yeah i think it is well hidden and i just think people like i think it's probably just become a norm here yeah because people are like oh whatever but so we were sitting on the stairs and like we were just like chilling and this guy this like old guy from Wales he comes up and he's like where are you guys from and like I was just like ignoring because I just wanted him to go away mm-hmm. and um one of my friends from Italy he just said oh we're all just from the UK like kind of to stump him and like you know basically mm-hmm. tell him to fuck off but um and then he like looked at me and he was like um where are you from <laughs> and I was like why and uh, I was like, my friend just said, we're all from the UK. And um, I kind of wanted to be like, I'm from Australia or something, <laughs> yeah. you know? Um, but I was like, oh, I was just like, oh, I'm from India. And he was like, oh, so are you studying? And I was like, yeah. And like, literally just like, yeah. <laughs> and he was like, um, oh, so are your parents really rich then? Or are you on scholarship? And I was like, what? I was like, wait a damn. No, but I was so like, I was so pissed off because I was like, you are coming into this like sacred space of like me and like the people I love most in this world on a night out having a good time. 
and you're asking me if I'm on a scholarship of my parents are really rich. Yeah. I'm like, it's neither. Yeah. I'm like, I have really hardworking parents. He's like, oh, no, no, no. That was, a, I, I'm, I'm a socialist. I was like, oh, fuck like, off, mate. Take the head and just leave. Literally. The audacity of them thinking they can just come up and ask you as well. Like, no one takes literally. the head. And then to... he's like, oh, I'm well-traveled, blah, blah, blah. And I was like. <laughs> I'm well-traveled. And I was like. <laughs> I was <That's> awful. <laughs> I'm well-traveled. Okay, mate, cool. I was literally like, oh, so your parents must be really rich. <laughs> That's cool. And he was like. Oh, uh, no, I swear. <laughs> like, I work really hard. <laughs> I, okay, mate, fuck off. So. Like, as we were talking about Edinburgh Uni and things, obviously, you... I don't know if you organised the protest. Was it you that organised it? Yeah. Wow, okay. So with help, with lots of help. Really? That, yeah. No, honestly, I think it's incredible. But do you want to talk a bit about the protest that took place? It was the 9th of February, wasn't yeah. it? So do you want to talk a bit about yeah. that? Um, so it was, like, exactly a year since the last protest. So there was a protest last year on the 9th of February And that was well. against the... What is the sexual violence? Yeah, so the sexual assault redressal system, just like in general, the whole at complaints procedure. Yeah, Edinburgh Uni. Okay. And it was against like the whole complaints procedure, the training of the staff or lack of training yeah. staff. Um, the student code of conduct itself, which was based on like academic standards and academic like guidelines and not on like like sexual assault. Like it, it wasn't basically they were using something that was out of date and like not really relevant for like something that is like basically endemic on campus yeah so yeah so in january of last year i launched a petition about my experience with the university and it was just basically me just like really pissed off with how i'd been treated and at this point like i had made a few times because i was in my second year i think can you talk a bit about what triggered this yeah, so um, so I was sexually assaulted in university halls in my second year. Um, and after that, I, I went home for Christmas and I stayed, I stayed home for a while. Um, but I was, like, I, I was, like, in the process of, like, realizing what had happened to me and, like, going through PTSD. And also, this is the first time that, like, I realized that, my mental health was a bit, you know, messed mm-hmm. up. Um, and, yeah, like, both my body and my mind were, like, kind of processing what had happened to me. And so it took a while. And then, like, slowly, like, at the in the comfort of my home and, like, with my family, I could really, like, let my guard down and mm-hmm. kind of come to terms with what had happened to me. And, yeah, so I kind of, like, realized and... And, yeah, with, like, my mom's help, like, I really, um, yeah, I wrote about it. And then I was, like, I kind of want everyone to read about this because it's really shitty that they think that this can just happen to me. And because I'm an international student, like, I'll finish my four years and I'll go away Mm -hmm. and it'll be all done. Um, And at this point, I didn't even know that other people are going through this because I was, like, this this is crazy like other people can't be going through this and in a in a way i was like i hope no one else is going through this mm-hmm. because this is shitty mm-hmm. did you contact the police like what happened no i was that? so i reached out to the union i was like listen i need some guidance i didn't just say you know i want to make a report i said i need like i want to know what my options are mm-hmm. and i want to know like how 
I can sort of get some justice for what happened to me. Um, and the university actually discouraged me from going to the police. They said that... They discouraged you? Yeah, which is, I think, illegal. Um, yeah. Yeah. They should be encouraging you to go to the police. Yeah, but they were like, if you go to the police, we won't support you. And um, if you, like, go through it with us, there's, like, you probably don't have a chance of winning because you don't have evidence. But we'll support you. And obviously, I'm in this, like, super vulnerable, like, state where I don't really... I didn't really, other than my family, I didn't really have, like, a support system. Uh-huh. So I was like, okay, if the uni is saying they're going to support me and, like, make a complaint, maybe I have a chance. And I'll work my ass off to get, like, as much evidence as I can. So I did that. And I made the complaint. And then <laughs> I didn't realize that it would consume the next eight, nine months of my life. Um, and they were constantly like just postponing, postponing, like everything, like a single meeting, like would be postponed like three times. It was ridiculous. Like they just, it was just like, they were just constantly like spitting in my face. That's how it felt. You know, like my time was not valuable. My like, what are we going on? Like I was like constantly just waiting for emails Uh and, um, Mm, yeah so then after that I had an interview with like an investigator mm. that was like doing the whole case and investigating the other party as well so Edinburgh Uni got the investigator yeah so they said that they don't have enough people to I don't even know why but and we had someone like separate come in and and do the investigation and how long after that like how long did like how long after did they bring this person and after you reported it I don't know exactly, but I'd say, like, maybe a month. A month it yeah. took them. A month. Yeah. Like, a good amount of time. Um, and they came in, and they I went through, like, a two-hour interview, which was absolutely, like, horrible. A two-hour interview where you had to relive everything. <sighs> everything. And it's not, like, just everything. It's everything all the details and yeah everything yeah. yeah like which hand did you use to do this or which hand did you use to do that and i was like anyway it was just horrible and i was like okay but if this is what i need to do to get this done like okay i understand that it needs to be a fair you know process and they need to go through it so i was like okay we'll do it um and I was just sort of saying yes to everything. And mm. I was just, you know, like opening up and saying everything. Um, and then and then I heard nothing for like the next, the next few months. And Seriously? Nothing. They went through this horrible interview. The, some of the people that were uh, like my flatmate and like one of my friends who were who, like who knew me at the time of you know, the assault happening, like, they testified as well. Um, they went through the same interviews and, like, spoke about the impact of my life. And there was quite a bit of proof in that itself. Uh-huh. Um, because a lot of these people, like, some of these people were just my flatmates and not even, like, my friends. And they kind of, like, gave their perspective on what had happened. And, as, like, if they, as if you were lying about it and they needed to hear it from other people. Yeah. Anyway, so that happened, and then 
um yeah there was just months of like in investigation uh-huh. but i think they were just schooling their heels because every time i emailed like someone or the other was on leave and on holiday and i was just like just lie, are there two it? people on this team like there should be someone there should be like 10 people available to like speak to at all times yeah, you know completely um anyway so this woman leslie johnston who i've spoken about a lot loads i've read <clears throat> your email yeah you mentioned her so she was the one that i was speaking to like from the beginning your email was very powerful by the way oh thank you it was very very powerful yeah yeah. (laughs) i don't think it made an impact on them but um i hope it made an Mm. impact on someone but yeah and so we i was waiting and i was like i would constantly follow up because i was like maybe they forgot to email me maybe maybe if i ask they'll tell me so i emailed him and he was like yes like i I have upheld that there was, um, like, sexual misconduct and that, you know, he is guilty. I was at home again, like, even though I think it was the summer. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, that was in summer? Yeah. So, so I made the complaint in, like, the first semester. So what, like, what? Maybe, like, April, May. And it took them till summer. Yeah, end of summer. End of summer. Yeah, I think August. Back. Yeah, 6th of August, he got back to me after I emailed him. So he didn't even tell me first. Like, I had to email him. And I was like, listen, I'm not doing well. Like, I have been waiting and waiting. Just throw me a bone. Like, say something. Mm. Like, tell me I've lost. I don't even care. Just tell me something. And he says, yes, I have upheld that. And this guy is the investigator. This guy is the one who, like, takes the call. Do you know if he's an actual investigator? He's a lawyer. He's a lawyer. He's a, like, he was a solicitor. But, yeah. Um, but he was the person who was going to, like, make that decision. That's what Leslie told me. And So, this woman, who who was Leslie? She is the sexual assault liaison manager. Okay. Um, even though, like, me as well as many other people have, like, said that she should resign. Yeah. Okay. And she should, because just one out of respect for like what she's done to me and other survivors and to that yeah i mean the first one's enough yeah that's (laughs) enough yeah um but yeah so what was i you were talking about yes i wrote to him and he upheld it and i wrote to leslie and i was like i don't want to like celebrate like prematurely like just tell me like what what does this mean does yeah. it mean it's over because he says that there's a um there's going to be a hearing at the end to decide the punishment that the the guy that assaulted me would get mm-hmm. and i was like and she was like yeah this is done you've won it she congratulated me she said it's over the hearing is just to decide what the like level of punishment is going to be mm-hmm. and for that you will have to give um like, you will have to say something if you want to. Uh-huh. And I was like, okay. Um, so like she to- told you. She told me. Congratulations. Yeah. You've won and the then case. I double-checked a week later because I was anxious because of the tone of his email. I was like, it doesn't sound like it's done yet. And she was like, no, it's done. It's done. I have, like, email receipts of that. And so me and my family were just like, okay, like, we had a big cry. And I was like, this is, like, this is this was closure for this you. is closure and i was like 
there is like some hope in this mm. you know the system that because like the day after i submitted my complaint i saw in like i think the guardian or the bbc or something that like complaints in the uk were just like not working and like lots of like uni students like who have experienced sexual assault or sexual violence have um you know not have not gotten justice mm-hmm. and i kind of spiraled after that because i was like what if all of this is for nothing but then it was in that moment and i was like i was so happy and i was like not happy i was i'm was still grieving in a way but it just felt a bit easier uh-huh. like i felt a bit lighter um and then and then a month later um was no not a month it was supposed to be a month later because i was like I want I want this done before my third year. This I is want like this, September. Yeah, I want this done before I'm back on campus. I don't want him to be on campus. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so we they said September like fourteenth or something, which is when uni's like a week before uni's gonna start. And I was like, fine, like if this is the only time you can do it, fine. And then they postponed it a month later. So it was like the end of October mm-hmm. was the hearing, and then. So I went there and I was like, literally, all she said was like, talk about your feelings and like how this impact your life. And I was like, okay. And they were and like, you have to go in and do this. Yeah. So, At the hearing. Yeah, but I chose to do it online. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, and like I just like written a small thing and I just read it out to these people that were sitting in like a room with masks, mm-hmm. far away, mumbling in like thick Scottish accents that I could not understand. And I was like. It was just so like it was horrible like the whole experience was horrible like of me just like talking to them and like that just these random people on like camera otherwise like apart from the committee I, I didn't know who anyone was and it was just like super disorienting and not fun and and then they started asking me questions about the incident and I was like what like this has been done like, I went through a two-hour interview that, like, took me three weeks to get over. Like, why am I being asked these questions now? But I'm sat there with, like, 15 people staring at me. So I answer the questions, and I answer them, like, like with 100% honesty. And after the call, Leslie called me, and she was like, I'm so sorry for that. Because the questions that they asked were, like, genuinely, like, unbelievably inappropriate like it was they were positioned in a way not to believe me so everything was like did this really happen to you yeah trying to gaslight yeah and i was just sat there like in a way i was just like trying to get you to question yourself yeah and after that i was like did this even happen to me like anyway but i went through and i was like okay that's done Mm -hmm. two more days and it's gonna be better this thing's gonna be over he's he's gonna have to like Hopefully they'll kick him out if yeah. they don't like. He'll, something will That's happen. That's the bare minimum. That yeah, should be doing. exactly. And and then two days later, I was sat in a tutorial, and I got this email just like randomly, and I read like a few lines, and I had a panic attack, like a panic attack, in the middle of my tutorial. So like, I felt like a level of unsafety. Like I can't even explain. Like I was, I just ran into the bathroom and I was like. I was like what the hell is happening like they said that this was they said that 
it was over and it was mine and now they've like overturned the decision they overturned it yeah because i was told the hearing was not what leslie told me it was going to be i could have had legal representation during this whole thing and, and they no didn't even tell me that. and he probably had like the best lawyers ever and that's why he won it like obviously like i'm representing myself like my legal knowledge is basically like suits <laughs> season 1 <one laughs> to 6 you know like i didn't know anything i was there like talking about my feelings while this man has like two men in like beautiful black suits just like uh, in my head at least and i didn't even know this till like two months ago and they didn't let you know that is so beyond fucked up they, and he got all he got video recordings of like me giving this um giving this like giving my testimony yeah but he got recordings of me he got all the evidence that i'd shared like handed to him on a silver platter i did not even know like honestly the university couldn't have even gone through with this case against him and i wouldn't have known that's how much i didn't know like <laughs> he couldn't have even been here all this entire time cuz I didn't know anything. They never told me when they were speaking to him. They never told me what he said. It was just like so one-sided. It was yeah. So how come he managed to have legal representation? How like how how the fuck did that work? Like I how did no clue. Is he like from a privileged background? Yeah. Mm, well, that makes a lot of fucking yeah. sense. Yeah. But I mean If I had known, like my parents would have busted their asses to get yeah, me, yeah, of course, like they the best have. representation, you know, like I and I had people, I had like um, these women's rights organizations reach out to me last year uh-huh. to make an appeal and make another complaint because of like the level of like illegal stuff that was happening. Yeah. They were like, we can fight this, and so I went through that again, but. because it was like these ngos helping me there was like too much of of a financial risk um so i didn't go through with it unfortunately but yeah it just I'm sucks so, that in the first place like i i'm so sorry yeah. that is genuinely <laughs> horrific it is is he still at uni and he's still walking around freely yeah at edinburgh uni and you might bump into him one day yeah i mean i have seen him what the actual fuck yeah it's 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 fucking ridiculous because i mean when you think of it it's not just him it's like so hundreds many. of others other like rapists and abusers just like walking around you could be sitting next to one in the library like you just never know yeah and the university is like shown like time and again that they basically just don't care for our safety like as they long as they only care about money edinburgh uni yeah and and their powerful. reputation and like as long as you know even even my campaign like a lot of the time i think last last year there were lots of like you know scottish newspapers like covered the story and everything mm-hmm. and <clears throat> in a way like it did it did bug them a bit but they kind of knew that this would like go on the next new cycle you know yeah. they knew that people would forget and it would just like sort of die out and we need to make sure that they don't forget that yeah. no one forgets and we keep talking about it because nothing's going to change Yeah. And they really don't care. They, they really, really don't care. they really do just care about their reputation and that's exactly why they discourage you from going to the police because imagine the blow up there would be in the media if you yeah. went to the police and reported it. Yeah. And they've said that to multiple people not to go to the police, which I've recently found out is like 
funny. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. So, like, the protest, there was one a year ago. Mm-hmm. And then there was one this year yeah. as well. So, how was it organising that? But that must have been quite difficult. Think. Like, even you being here today, like, and talking about all of this is, like... That's it's like big to be able to come and talk about it. So firstly, like, thank you so much. But then organizing like a full blown like, you know, protest outside the university that must have been quite yeah. challenging. Yeah, I mean the first one was like insane. I'd never seen so many people before, and I was like, I I spoke in front of them, and it was just like, it was so nerve wracking. But at the end of it, I felt so so good. Yeah. Um, but I don't think people understand the burnout after. Like, last year, I was, for the, for the next month, I was, like, basically, my brain was just, like, smoothened out. Yeah. Um, your brain, the lengths that your brain goes to to protect yourself yeah. is insane. I was just so exhausted, basically. Yeah. Um, this year was, was much, much easier to organize, I think. It was super short notice, actually. Like, we decided like 10 days before that we were going to do it um because i was like this is gonna be my last sort of thing before i graduate you know Mm -hmm. um and i was like i want to do it properly i want to get everything out that i want to say and i want to people tell people his name so yeah so what we did is we put we put off all the cameras and we um we had a banner that said edinburgh uni protects rapists i saw that and we said that everyone can come and we had like a bunch of shoppies and we said put down your cameras put on put down your microphones everything and come and fucking write their name holy shit and that and this this year's protest like it was so like there was, it was so emotional like there were people in the audience like the audience <laughs> in the in the yeah. crowd just yeah, yeah. um like people were crying and like you could tell it was overwhelming and yeah. this was something I was really worried about because I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk without like without holding back. Mm-hmm. And it might be difficult for people to hear this. Like even if they agree with me, like it's a lot of like emotional stuff and it's a lot of things that people unfortunately like relate to. Yeah. And I didn't want to bring up like stuff them but I was also like, this is important. So that's why before the protest, like I put out, I put out a post saying, "Only come if you can." Yeah. Um. And I think people, after the protest, like after writing it on that and then marching to the library, it felt like we were storming the capital. Yeah. But it was, it was amazing. It was like the, it was powerful. It was emotional. It was like, we were all vulnerable, but also like so strong, mm-hmm. and it felt like. Even though it took me, like, two weeks to recover from it. Like, it felt so good to, like, say something without worrying. Like, I did worry that the next day there'd be, like, a lawsuit in my inbox. But <laughs> at this point, I was like, I'll just forward it to Edinburgh Uni. Yeah. They should be taking care of this. This is on their hands. Um, but, yeah. How do you feel about it now? I feel good about it, but I, I also... I also think it's it's time for me to sort of just take a few steps back, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that I am so, like, personally connected to this campaign that I think that I it's deserve... It's really easy to get caught up in that. Yeah. 
I feel like maybe I deserve to take a few steps back now because I think you deserve a fucking holiday. Jesus I do. <laughs> they deserve to pay for you to go away on a huge holiday and rest for a month in the Bahamas <laughs> or something and just be left the fuck alone. <sighs> yeah. You are absolutely incredible and I feel really emotional right now. <laughs> like I just think, wow, like like what what can the listeners listening to this episode, what can we do? So before I would say like last year maybe I would say, you know, write to Peter Matheson and, you know, come to the protest and stuff like that. But now I mean I just say like Tell your friends not to go to Edinburgh Uni. Like, if your juniors from school come and ask you, like, what they think, just say that it's... Say that, you know, by coming to Edinburgh Uni, you're putting your life at risk. And that, and I know that may sound dramatic because not everyone that comes to uni experiences assault, but far too many do. Mm-hmm. And it's... Like, they're just not looking out for you, you know, from the moment yeah, that you they arrive. they don't care about you. Yeah, and as an international student, like, in my first year, they didn't... T- they, like... Imagine if that happened to me in my first year. Like, I don't know if I'd be here today, you know? And it's like the amount of stories you read from Eddie Anonymous, for example, about Freshers Week. Like, Eddie Anonymous is absolutely shocking. Yeah. Like, I remember when I interviewed them for Hush Hush, the stuff they were telling me, I was like, what the actual fuck? And what's even more terrifying is the amount of stuff that they're putting out. It's yeah. just nonstop. Like, it's constant. This is going on all the fucking time. And I promise you, it's not even half of it. It's not even half of it. That you have a petition, up. don't you? How many yeah. people signed it? I think we have like 60,000 60, now. Holy shit! Yeah. And is it still open? Yeah, for people it's to... still open. Okay, yeah. so we can say that to listeners to go out and sign, sign the, the petition. petition. Yeah. Don't go to Edinburgh Uni. Don't go to Edinburgh Uni. Fuck Edinburgh Uni and fuck Leslie Johnson. Yeah. And fuck everyone yes. who's been involved in this yes Peter Matson, he needs to resign as well yeah we're calling like. for resignation for <coughs> Leslie Johnson and what's his name Peter Matson. Peter Matson. fuck you mate yeah. it was so funny because at the protest everyone was like chanting like Peter Matson's got to go and one of my friends said that the the guy that she was standing next to was all like who is Peter Matson?" <laughs> <laughs> and um yeah I was like I would like to live in a world where I don't yeah, know who you he don't is know him. yeah Honestly, this has been a really and a really heavy episode, but extremely enlightening. And I just want yeah. to say, I'm so, so sorry that you've had to experience all of this. And I'm sorry to everyone else that has had to experience it too. It is yeah. a constant battle that we're having to fight. And I think it's shit because, like, where's the end? Like, when, when does it stop, you know? Yeah. And all we can do is just keep talking about it and encourage people not to go to Edinburgh Uni. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much for coming on. Of course. I've really, really enjoyed this chat. Me You've too. been incredible and just thank you so much. Thank you.